morning crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We have the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto, is joining us on this Monday morning. The Cashflow King, Mr. Andrew Cashflow, is joining us to drop some crypto gems. And an NFT innovator and CEO of Collecti Lab, Selman G, also known as G Investing, is joining us on this Monday. Very excited to have all of you. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how Bank of America CEO blames regulation for its lack of integration with cryptocurrencies. Is this another example of why 2023 will be the year of institutional adoption? Hester Pierce advises the SEC to work alongside Ripple, and Michael Saylor explains his Bitcoin investing strategy to Tucker Carlson. Ethereum's co-founder says soul tokens will take over the world, bringing real-world accomplishment and identities to the blockchain. And Tim Draper is calling for a $250,000 Bitcoin, stating women flooding into blockchain will be the main factor driving this market, while Elon Musk says a recession is coming, emphasizing a rude awakening is inbound. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So happy Memorial Day, everyone. Johnny Crypto, we know we got to start with you first. How was your weekend? And happy to have you on this Monday. Uh, good morning, guys. Good to see everybody. It was a good weekend. It was hot. It's getting hotter. So, you know, I had to go out and buy a, a, a razor so I could shave. That's why it's a little cooler over here. But uh, overall, everything's good. And, uh, yo, boat's coming back today. Can't wait. I'm super excited. It's going to be a fun Memorial Day. Nice. So happy you know, Memorial Day to all the Warrior Maniacs out there. Happy Memorial Day to all the Warrior Maniacs out there. And you know when it's Memorial Day, that means summer is coming. Selman G, welcome back to the podcast. And I guess, happy summer, my friend. Thank you so much. Well, Andrew and I probably would need to say the opposite. It's getting colder here. <laughs> this week, it's going to be cold. But I'm super excited to be here. And um, yeah, happy Memorial Day to all our American friends here. And um, yeah, can't wait to... Uh, Spit some facts here. Yeah, we got some amazing stuff planned for this episode. We're going to talk about soul tokens. I can't wait to describe that to our listeners because I really think it's the next thing on the horizon that's going to be fundamental for the crypto market. But Mr. Andrew Cashflow, hello, good morning, and welcome back on this Monday. Ah, uh, you're muted, Cashflow. And as usual, that mute button gets us every time. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, happy Memorial to everybody. And... I must say, I took the weekend also some time to dive somewhat deeper again in airdrops. And I knew there was an airdrop called Evmos, Ethereum Virtual, Ethereum Virtual Machine. And I thought, you know what, I'll dive into it, I'll claim it. And I had, had to claim it because I had uh, Atom staked. And then you could, uh, actually it's a system where you have your MetaMask on one side and your Kepra wallet on the other side. And it brings the Cosmos ecosystem to the Ethereum ecosystem. Long story short, it was a lot of puzzling. I made a, I made a course in the, in, the, in the 3T Academy, $2,000 in an airdrop. It was wow. Amazing. 
Amazing. That's amazing, Andrew Cashflow. And that's just one of the things we provide in our 3T Warrior Academy. So we'll do a shout out earlier in the episode today. If you're looking for a more deeper, fundamental understanding of the crypto market, taking advantage of the NFT space, taking advantage of the passive income sector, the best place to do so is at the 3T Warrior Academy, where you get access to our entire team, including these three beautiful men over on this side of my screen and Coach JV. And he also gives a weekly portfolio update every single Thursday, but we are going to hop into this thing the same way we always do by showing you guys our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account, at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. We're approaching 1,200 followers fast, and we love talking to you guys, so go smash that follow button. Johnny Crypto, we are in extreme fear. We are getting some bullish price action this morning, but the fear and greed index is almost as low as it's ever been. We are sitting at a 10 this morning. Johnny Crypto, do you have any comments for our listeners? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, first of all, well, first of all, let me just go back and just say one thing. So um, obviously today we're all home. We got the day off, right? Most of you out there do too. And that's because of uh, uh, how they call Memorial Day in the U.S. Let's remember what that day was about, right? There's many, many soldiers that fought for our freedom. They gave up their lives. So let's let's take a moment, you know, just to say thank you to them and those family members that are, you know, who've lost those folks out there today. So it's a very special day today because uh, folks give up their life for freedom. There's, there's no better honor than that. So I'd just like to say thank you to all the uh, uh, soldiers and folks that fought out there and either lost a family member or something for it. So thank you guys. Um, in terms of uh, fear and greed index, so we're sitting at a, a 10. I got to tell you, Abs, so I got paid this weekend. <laughs> oh, baby, I went on a shopping spree Sunday. I was laying in bed Sunday morning, right, uh, before we went to our family picnic, and uh, I, I couldn't sleep. So I pulled up crypto.com, and, you know, I was like, oh, you know, Sent some money over and dude, I went crazy. So let's see, I bought Ethereum, uh, XLM, Quant, Algo, Crow, H Bar, and Matic. So wow. So any of our but, listeners out there, now you know Johnny Crypto's paychecks are fat because he could buy every no, single one of those not. currencies and still have money to spare. But I appreciate you, Johnny Crypto. Yeah, it, not a lot, you know, hundred like Andrew says, one hundred to two hundred dollars in each one. You know, you just put a couple hundred bucks. I'm dollar cost averaging in each one, you know, every remember, coach says this all the time at the academy. It's so important for you to remember to pay yourself. Right. And that could be through multiple things. Take your money and do something. But you always want to have some of your money make you more money. And so for me, you know, part of my money goes into my boat. If anybody knows what boat stands for, it means bust out another thousand. because That's what happens when you have a boat. But the other way to pay yourself is put it into crypto. Let it earn for you and be able to um, to make some cash. And these prices, I mean, we're sitting here at a 10 for like three weeks now or four weeks. It's been going on. And I just couldn't resist no more. The prices were too low. Like, I got, I got a dollar cost average in. So, uh, yeah, just going to continue to do that. But that was a fun weekend. Shopping spree weekend. I do find it really interesting. We've been ranging down low for so, so long here. I mean, we've been underneath in extreme fear for weeks and weeks at a time. And typically, we don't range down here for that long. So, it is very interesting to see. But we're going to hop into the total coin market cap this morning, which is $1.27 trillion. We have Bitcoin sitting at 46% dominance. And Ethereum is down to 18%. Bitcoin is back above $30,000 this morning, so it's amazing to see. Bitcoin is at $30,500. Ethereum is $1,900. XRP is $0.39. Cents. Cardano is $0.53. Cents. Kronos, $0.18. Cents. Stellar, almost back to $0.14. Cents. So again, we're seeing some bullish price action. That's very exciting to see. Algorand is $0.40. Cents and Hedera Hashgraph is $0.09. Cents. I'd love to hear from Cashflow. Andrew Cashflow, we know you deep dived into the airdrops this weekend, but is there any currencies that you're watching in the market during this a time of extreme fear? Actually, uh, what I'm looking for is uh, volatility. 
and I'm more and more now into uh, yeah buying if it goes down very quickly and and, and selling again with with the five or the ten percent uh, uh, profit when it go, goes up and I do that over and over again and I'm also training myself in the strategy of uh, a contrary momentum investing with uh, with uh, with, uh, with with the RSI with the RSI indicator and it, it, you know it works fantastic. It's a little bit more work, but uh, yeah, that, that's what I do at the moment. And yeah, I, I'll just look what what is dropping, and I have my entry prices everywhere automatically. So I'm investing uh, all over the place, and I, I totally uh, yeah. What what Johnny just said about his uh, his coins he just bought, yeah, excellent. I, I bought uh, lately. I bought H bar, Gala, Cake. Uh, Mana, Matic, uh, Sand, Sandbox, but also uh, Solana, uh, Avex, Tron. It's a buying spree. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's yeah, sales I'm, all across the market. Hand, I, must, I must also say, don't spend all your money now because maybe you think it's the lowest point. It wouldn't surprise me if we even go lower. So always keep money at sight not no not 100 of your money a little bit of your money <laughs> i mean i 100 agree with you don't spend all your money that's what i, I understand 100%. so uh, there's so a reason we call it dollar cost averaging right andrew <laughs> yeah however you know, you know if you just do it from your from your monthly income and you say okay i do 10 percent and i dollar cost average in on several coins i think then you are doing an excellent job so Selma, one of the things we've been talking about on our channel is we did expect some bullish price action back up to about 35, 38,000. And then we would continue with our bear market and test those low $20,000 levels on Bitcoin. So I do agree with what Andrew said. There's so many buying opportunities across the market, but consensus seems to be that we're going to go lower before we go higher. So if we do see a 35 to 38,000, that might be a possible opportunity to exit the market and deleverage yourself as opposed to thinking we are back into a bull market. But I'd love to hear some of your thoughts and feel free to do some technical analysis. Yeah, thank you. Um, first of all, I for the last couple of weeks, I've been saying that we are uh, closer to the bottom than actually to the top. So uh, expect volatility, of course, shakeoffs, but I'm not really thinking that Bitcoin is going to drop to 20 or lower anytime soon because we've been at the extreme fear range for, for mm -hmm. a very long time. And many indicators have cooled down, uh, cooled off, and um, even RSI is super oversold, right? Um, so these are indicators telling me, okay, they're just uh, like you see the market sentiment right now. Everybody's calling out for 20K, etc. Now, if everybody's changing their opinion and are now, since nothing really happens on the um, like on the um, price chart, basically people feel like, okay, it's like. Uh, getting ready for another dump, uh, but on but what I personally believe is we're very close to the bottom. It's accumulation, and we're gonna go back up to test the thirty-two thousand, and then maybe eventually thirty-five, thirty-seven k. So um, I can also show my my chart. Um, basically, first of all, let's start with the um, Bitcoin dominance on the weekly, very close to break the resistance, especially on the daily. Looks super bullish. And um, any daily closing, the next couple of days, if you see multiple clo closings above the resistance here, so above 46.59%, actually, this could mean that Bitcoin is going to dominate the market 
uh, more that you know and altcoins will be uh, suppressed by that it's not saying that altcoins will dump but it actually is a great indicator that currently the money will flow into bitcoin what i really enjoyed though is the fact that the tether dominance first of all let's check the check out the weekly is you know pulling back which is great for the market in general um now we have a trend of course on the weekly and we could test it and go higher who knows but if we check out the daily time frame actually what i really like about this is we we got a double top so the double top it basically indicates we might see a bearish action for the tether dominance which is bullish for the cryptocurrencies right for bitcoin ethereum and many others so if we lose the 20 ema we have a chance to drop to um our 50 ema which is also our uh, basically our moving moving trend on the weekly time frame so this could mean that short term this week we might see a little bit more relief in the market now what's going to happen after that are we you know going to go even lower here for the tether dominance we don't know we we need to see everything else would be predictions right um but all i can say is extreme fear has always been a great great accumulation zone but again uh, just like um andrew cashflow have mentioned guys uh you never know what's going to happen next so have a plan and only invest the money you can afford to lose don't invest all at once the times just like you know the march uh like let's say 2020 that's gone for now so 2020 any lump sum investment you've made was actually very uh smart because we knew that prices will go up because of fundamentals right but right now the fed is uh, changing the direction and many things are happening recession is coming so probably we're going to see lower lows this year and um great way to accumulate this is where you can become wealthy but it's a long-term process so for the next six to 12 months probably we're going to see action here and that's why I don't go all in do dollar cost average in because just leave i still have a lot of cash left because i'm still thinking that end of this year we're going to see more lows but for now this is pretty much um bitcoin if you check out the major indices of course the mar stock market is closed for today uh, but we we are at resistance zone so uh, on the moving averages on the weekly um nasdaq and s p broke um the moving average but still you know we need to see what's going to happen tomorrow i personally believe we're going to see more pumps so this week looks like it's bullish that um dow jones index here uh, sorry not dow jones the dollar index here is getting like pretty much bearish so the dollar is losing strength which can really um become a very bullish thing for bitcoin so th today uh, this week is great and last thing uh the futures data is actually cooling down as well the uh, top you know top trader long and short ratio for long, uh, for retail investors is at 1.4 which is great anything below 1.5 is great open interest on the daily is rising so money is flowing in and um there is not a crazy high leverage you know trades going on so that's great and currently bitcoin has a support at 29 and 29,850 dollars so this is great and resistance up to 15% above the current price is pretty much low resistance on like based on on-chain metrics so this is actually green light for us but again on the technical side 30 
1,700 or let's say 32 and uh, on average is a resistance for now. And until then, you know, there is, you know, room for a nice pump this week. That's amazing, Selman. Thank you so much. And I want to actually throw a little a comment that's a little out of left field here. One of the unique ways that uh, regular investors can earn on their crypto is this, this product called Freeway, right? And it's something that me and Johnny use all the time. We got into it a couple of weeks ago, but I had the opportunity this weekend to deep dive on a lot of their stuff with Showtime, who's another, I don't know, influencer or educator in the crypto space. And what I learned is that you can put your Bitcoin on there, earn 33% in a 30-day staking process, right? So you can't remove it for 30 days, but you can earn 33% on your Bitcoin, on your Ethereum, and on your US Tether, all paid out in whatever currency you're staking. The best part that I realized this weekend is that they don't use any of your money. None of it is risked. It's all used as collateral. They take a million dollars, they go to the banks, and they take out a loan on that money, and that's what they use to trade. So none of our deposited funds are up for risk. I'm not partnered with this company or anything, but this is one of the products that I'm using and I'm taking advantage of during this bear market. And I know Johnny Crypto is as well. I know Mario is as well, but I would love to take the opportunity to just hop into our first article today, which is an Elon Musk article. We have some fascinating news here stating that Elon Musk says we are approaching a recession, but it's actually a good thing. Elon Musk discussed a US recession and said, we're approaching it. Yes, he said, this is actually a good thing. It's been raining money on fools for too long and some bankruptcies need to happen. All the COVID stay-at-home stuff has tricked people into thinking you don't actually need to work hard to make money. A rude awakening is inbound. Johnny Crypto, before we dive deeper into this article and get into the fundamentals of what he thinks will happen during this collapse, what are some of your thoughts on what he said about free money? Do you think people are just taking advantage of a situation right now and just collecting free checks when they shouldn't be? Oh, come on. <laughs> really? I mean, we know that. I'm going to throw a softball. I'm going to throw a softball yeah, this Monday I'm morning. Hit that bitch right out the <laughs> There's no doubt about it. There's so much been so much abuse of the system, um, the devaluation of our currency because they're just spitting it out and throwing out like free candy everywhere. And who isn't going to take free candy, right? So obviously people are doing it. Everybody I talk to, I can't even get people to cut the freaking grass in the backyard. Can't cut the trees. I wanted some trees taken down. He's like, he's like, Johnny, I can't get no workers. Nobody wants to come and work. Because they're all sitting at home collecting free money, making about the same amount they would if they were to come and do actual work. Who's going to do physical work when you get it for free? So the Fed needs to end the shit. They got to stop. They got to put limits, stop giving out. And everybody's got to get their ass off the freaking chair. Sorry, I know you're all going to be pissed at me. But the reality is got to get your ass off your chair and go out and produce something. Be productive again. Because we can't sustain giving free money forever. It doesn't work. Because guess what? It ain't freaking free money. It's coming from somebody else who's doing the hard work paying their taxes and going into a pool of money that's supposed to go to run the country, not to go to let, have people sit at home and do nothing and become a dumb, fat society. So again, yeah. So, so, you know, I don't have any strong feelings there, but I just, uh, you know, <laughs> you asked the question. So there you go. No, but you're spot on. And I think one of the biggest things we have going on right now is a zombie economy, right? There's no actual growth coming in. It's just new money being printed. So these companies have larger margins of growth when in reality, they have the exact same product. They're just charging higher costs for the product that they were providing 12, 14 months ago. But Andrew Cashflow, what are some of your thoughts on what Elon Musk had to say? I am going to scroll down here and read another quote that says, last week, Elon Musk stated that the US economy is probably in a recession and he warned that things will get worse. An estimated recession could last 12 to 18 months. And if we're just entering this thing, crypto is going to play a part of that. I think crypto is a big enough market at this point where if we do see a global recession, crypto will trend along with the major markets. But I'd love to hear some of your thoughts. Um, I actually would say what is new, however, that it took more than 10 years be, before the recession will, 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 will start 
I mean, 12 to 18 months is pretty normal for a recession. And what will happen with, with the cryptocurrencies? It is the most liquid market existing on the planet. So if people need money, if, if, they, if, 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 uh, yeah, if everything goes down, crypto will be the first go down and go the fastest. But crypto will also go up again and the fastest. So that's what we already said earlier. Um, yeah, hold some money in your pockets before before it's uh, yeah before it goes down, and and yeah, you know that that Elon Musk is saying this. <laughs> Sometimes I think he's a sort of god and no no knows everything. Um, for me, he can just make his cars. He's doing a good job. Um, yeah, there's not not much to say about it. just just you know everybody be prepared. There is a, a recession will come and. By the way, but what you just said about those uh, those employees, uh, actually, we we experienced the same in the Netherlands, but actually everybody has a job, and um, what we see is because the, the airport was was yeah more or less closed down during the COVID. It wasn't closed down, but less people were using it, and now holiday season starts, and we have waiting queues of hours and hours before people can can leave because. A lot of employees and stuff it's just not there so they are on, on the airport they are even cancelling flights because there is no stuff to accumulate that so i'm also wondering myself where are all the people we had no helicopter money at least not as much as in the us so but still i think a lot of people all went to logistics because yeah shopping was also done and uh um, yeah maybe the people are now there because also in a restaurant everywhere where i come restaurants shops uh, uh other billboards uh, uh side the highways we hire we hire we hire so yeah does does that on short term uh cause a recession i actually don't know well if, goldman if... sachs and blackrock seem to agree with you andrew but you said you don't know but they think we are undeniably heading towards a recession and one of the major reasons we're going there is because the Federal Reserve's efforts to increase interest rates going forward, and they say that's going to be the catalyst that sends this thing rolling off the side of the mountain. But continue, please. But but, but then at least uh, uh, the the amount of em the employment rate should go down, and and less people should should hire. So companies should go bankrupt with with the higher interest rates. But in the pace they are now in increasing the interest rates is so slow. Yeah, does it make? Uh, yeah, does it make sense at the moment? And I actually just saw this morning, there was some breaking news that Joe Biden is going to be meeting with the federal chairman, Jed, um, oh, I'm blanking on the name. What is the name of the chairman of the Federal Reserve, Johnny? I just, I'm blanking on it. Uh, oh, I see his face over there. Oh, this oh. is so bad. I should know this like the back of my yeah. hand. But regardless, Joe Biden is meeting should. with him. I know we really should. Joe Biden is meeting with him tomorrow afternoon. And that could be something where we see interest rates actually go in the opposite direction. Are we you talking about Powell? You mean Powell? Yeah, Jerome Powell. Jerome Powell. I was like, who's right. that chairman that you were talking about? <laughs> yeah, Jerome Powell for all of our listeners. And honestly, if any of our listeners are enjoying this content, show us some love. Smash that like button. Let the algorithm push this thing out. It really, really helps our videos. And that way, as many people as possible can hear this useful information and take advantage of the most unique time ever to be alive. But we haven't heard from Selman yet, so I'd love to hear some of your thoughts on a recession. We had Goldman Sachs call for it. We had BlackRock call for it. And now we're having Elon Musk call for it. What does Selman G think? Um, <laughs> yeah, so I just want to say, um, you know, in a bull run, we always say how pullbacks 
how these uh, pullbacks are healthy, right? We want to shake off weak investors. And just like that, actually, Elon Musk said, you know, even in the economy, we need to shake off the, like the, excuse my language, the shitty companies, et cetera, businesses, right, to move forward. Uh, and just like that, you know, we could say that this is a healthy recession. And I actually wanted to share something. This is data by um, the Fed. And it's so interesting to see that in every every time when unemployment rate dropped, so, you know, which is a great thing, right? So if many people are employed, this is great. But every time we've seen the bottom for unemployment, uh, actually a recession started and people got unemployed. So the unemployment rate has increased. And then at, at, at a certain level where we, uh, we've seen the top, you know, um, the market became bullish again. The economy became bullish again. Recessions ended. So, and, you know, look at this one. The March crash, you can see right here. Um, January 2020 was actually a bottom for unemployment. And then, boom, the pandemic started. And so many people in just one month got unemployed. And then ever since, you know, the markets have been super bullish and everything. But now we approach the bottom, basically. We're, this, you know, we're actually consolidating now, but at some point, this will go back up again. People will be unemployed. The unemployed, um, unemployment rate will rise. A re cold recession will hit. So this this is data by um, by the Fed. And the gray zone um, actually means um, recession in the past. And another recession is going to come based on history. So this is interesting. That is very interesting. And I'm not sure if we have any other comments from the group. I think we're in a very interesting situation where there needs to be drastic measures taken in either direction, right? We're either going to continue printing and push this inflation into a, an environment where we just have 8 to 10% inflation every year, which is basically insustainable, or we take the opposite approach. We raise rates and we cause some sort of a short-term economic collapse. We let a lot of that money flow out of the market and we get a more consistent growth as opposed to what we're going through now, which is these large economic booms and then these long times of stagnation. But Johnny Crypto, I know you had a comment. Floor is yours. Let's just not kid ourselves, right? This is this is like WWE, right? This this is all man-made bullshit. Okay. The inflation is man-made because they pump the markets with money. And recessions are man-made because then they take all the money away. So you guys do realize like that's what's happening here, right? These big boys, they control the system and the way it works simply by whether they put more money into the market or take more money out of the market. So they're artificially affecting a market that if they just left it to freaking alone and let <coughs> capitalism be capitalism, things are going to shake itself out. And the, and the strong companies are going to win. The little ones are going to lose. You know, it's just it's, it's a dog eat dog world, right? That's what's going to happen. But at least you get normalization. But no, when you inject the Fed and they can start fucking around with the whole freaking around the whole system because they're throwing money in and pulling money out. These are all created. And so they're going to, obviously, what do you think is going to happen when you pull all the money back out of the system? Of course, we're going to get a recession. And you know how long it's going to last? It's going to last until the Fed decides they're going to put more money back into the system. That's how it works, guys. There you go. Boom. Inflation and recession 101 for dummies. Done. You're spot on, Johnny. And you know what? This is all just a narrative to move us into central bank digital currencies. What's inevitably going to happen is UBI. And if we're going to have UBI, we need central bank digital currencies to automatically get those deposits in and make the taxation process way, way easier. But the number one difference that's going to come when we do get UBI and central bank digital currencies is Andrew's brought that up on the show before. They're going to incentivize us to use these currencies instead of the traditional fiat that we're using now. So you're going to go into your grocery store and it's going to be $7 for eggs or $4.50 if you pay with your CBDC. 
And then you'd have to be an idiot to not take advantage of that situation. But we are going to switch gears here a little bit because I have a fast. Oh, go ahead, Johnny. Not necessarily an idiot because, you know, if you want that $4 price, guess what? You got to go to bed at 8 o'clock. You got to get two vaccine shots a day. You can't say nothing on social media. So you know what? I'll pay the goddamn $7 for the eggs. Goddamn, before I do any other bullshit. You're spot on. Go ahead, Summon. For your freedom. Exactly. Perfect. It's it's exactly what I was going to bring up next. There's going to be two classes of people. The people who are dependent on government money and the people who are self-sustainable. And I think those people, those two classes are being built right now. When we look back in 2030, we'll see the beginning of the divide. The people who started to take advantage of their own finances and the people who continue to trust the bankers and the institutions that have screwed them over since day one. But we're going to hop into a very interesting clip here. We have MicroStrategy CEO Michael Saylor explaining his investing strategy when it comes to Bitcoin and how he believes this collapse of the U.S. dollar is inevitable and Bitcoin is how people should be hedging themselves against that collapse. So we'll let this thing play. Here we go. Bitcoin is called Michael Saylor. We talked to him before. He's co-founded and now still runs MicroStrategy. Michael Saylor joins us tonight with an update on how he's feeling about Bitcoin markets. Michael, thanks so much for coming on. So you're the voice that people who are interested in this topic listen to, I think, most carefully. How are you feeling about Bitcoin? Bitcoin is the most certain thing in a very uncertain world. You know, and in a market full of uh, chaos and sound and fury, people need a safe place to stand apart from the intervention of a government, an agency, or a corporation. So Bitcoin represents a fair, open, equitable network with a very simple promise to anyone that wants to join, which is what you own is yours and no one's going to take it away from you. Love that. So I'd love to take the opportunity to pause it there and get some comments from our group. Bitcoin is yours and nobody can take it away from you. I'd like to get a short comment from every single person on the panel. We may as well start at the top with Johnny and then go to Andrew Cashflow. How do you feel about that? And how do you feel about what he said there that every time he gets U.S. dollars, He's turning it into Bitcoin. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you know, I've, I've become a very strong advocate of t- a sailor. I love him now. He, he's just so extremely smart the way he breaks down every single asset and explains how each one has its flaw. And he's been unable to find the flaw in Bitcoin because he's really assessed this thing. He's spent time thinking about it. Why do you think he put four billion freaking dollars into it? You don't put four billion dollars into something. Unless you're goddamn sure about it, right? And this guy's a super, super smart guy. Just go watch his other video on Crypto Banter, whatever show he was on. He really broke down every single asset, gold, real estate, investments, stocks. He's brilliant. But I saw that clip. I'm watching it and thinking to myself, he's spot on. At the end of the day, unless they regulate the shit out of him, they put it right out of business, and then they're going to screw him and anybody who owns Bitcoin. And I don't know if the regulators are going to do that. I mean, I think they're going to force Bitcoin to kind of be more greenish, right? And with Lightning Network, maybe that's going to help a bit. But um, I totally agree with him. I, I actually, I, I, I screwed up. I forgot to tell you guys. I also bought Quant. I bought, I bought Solano and I bought Bitcoin this week. It was crazy. I love. Johnny just went through the top one hundred. He put a hundred dollars into each one. That's yeah, <laughs> pretty much hundred to two hundred every one. I don't care. I'm just dollar cost averaging. Andrew, we did get an interesting comment here that said, I'd like to see Michael Saylor get liquidated. Well, if Michael Saylor gets liquidated on his holdings, that means Bitcoin went below $3,500. I highly doubt that takes place, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. No, 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 no. Michael Saylor is such a, such a brilliant guy. I, I sometimes call him the Bitcoin evangelist yeah. or, or, the, or the head of the public relations department of Bitcoin. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he is the guy that is doing that. And, you know, 
we just spoke about CDBCs in the previous article, and now we speak about Bitcoin. If you see the higher, uh, and we spoke about interest rates, interest rates are already going down, 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 down for years. And up to, uh, so now it goes a little bit up, up, up. If it hits the bottom, it cannot go more down because so what does it a cdbc do or give the opportunity to create negative interest rates how do you do that because you label the money and you say okay if you do not spend your money before the end of the month we will take 10 percent away and we will do that every month so you're forced to uh to uh, uh to, to spend your 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 cdbc's so what is an excellent protection for that mechanism? Yeah. Who knows? Bitcoin. So, so if you see here, and you know, and also the, the, the governments, the governments, they all they all have a, a debt like from here till till eternity. They cannot buy it, they, they cannot pay it back. For example, a country like 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 Italy or 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 or, or Spain or or other countries they have such a huge problem because they they they, they yeah they lended money they borrowed money and 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 they, they never can and they can just afford to to pay their monthly terms because it is almost zero percent but if you increase that and 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 make that two three four five percent that also the whole euro economy will collapse the richer countries needs to pay for that which is uh netherlands germany austria uh, why do you think england went went out of the euro why is denmark not in the euro why is sweden not in the euro norway not in the euro because they not want they do, do not want to pay for all those spendings in in south europe so cdbc is inevitable uh, your, your your normal fiat money is also yeah worth nothing so what is the escape? Yeah, gold, silver, and uh, Michael Saylor's uh, horse, which is, which is uh, Bitcoin. And so I think it's, I completely agree, Andrew. And I think Michael Saylor makes some great points. I'd love to get some comments from Selman, but I'm going to let the rest of this clip play first. And then we'll roll back to Selman and get some initial comments from you. So we'll hop right into this thing. Here we go. Uh, one second. Here we the go. Equities market. So if the you know the S and P drop, Bitcoin wouldn't. Are we going to see that? Well, you know, in these markets right now, there's no way. There's no simple place to hide. Uh, all the yep. indexes are in bear market territory. Uh, bonds don't represent a safe refuge because they're currency derivatives. No. Stocks right. have to grow their cash flows faster than the inflation rate. But if you zoom out two years uh, since the beginning of the COVID crisis. You notice the U.S. money supply has expanded 36%. Gold is up. I'd like to pause it right there. U.S. money supply has expanded 36%. And I actually think that's a low number. We're going to continue with this clip. Here we go. 7%. The S&P index is up 29%. The Nasdaq's only up 19%. Bitcoin's up 229%. So if you can stomach the volatility, you take the long view, you've got a safe haven there. So, I mean, I guess the, the simplest measure of how you feel is what you're doing. What are you doing with Bitcoin right now? Are you buying or selling? Whenever I have some spare cash, we buy more Bitcoin. Yeah, we're, we're taking a very, very long view toward this. The network's only getting better. 
adoption is improving, very constructive regulation is coming out of DC. And uh, the Lightning Network is moving us closer to Satoshi's promise of letting everybody in the world trade with each other at the speed of light in a fair and equitable fashion. So I think overall what he really outlines there is we're at the beginning of the Bitcoin journey. We are just seeing real true decentralization. We're just seeing institutions get involved. We're just seeing mass adoption on a global scale. But Selman, what are some of your thoughts on what Bitcoin's going to be doing? I do have a very interesting article that we're going to cover next that we have a prominent investor calling for a $250,000 Bitcoin. And I'm sure Michael Saylor would agree if you took a long enough time horizon. But what are some of your thoughts, Selman? Um, well, people, I, I don't think like people love me. The, the fact is I'm always like against the current. I re, you know, figured out and realized that you shouldn't pay so much attention to these people and give them so much um, like shout outs because um, at the end of the day, these are corporate people. And um, we've seen uh, Elon Musk, right? He was literally pushing crypto uh, just by, through Dogecoin, et cetera. And then all of a sudden, like he, uh, like he was just uh, basically playing with people. And recently it was the board apes, right? And people bought in and et cetera. It's just, you know, they're just having their fun. So uh, with um, with uh, Sailor, um, there has been, uh, like I've read that something like basically happened 20 years ago during the dot-com bubble where he also pushed things. And then also, you know, I don't know about that. There is some cases going on as far as I know, but um all I can say is I, I realized, okay, these people in the in the past it was McCaffey and, and now Elon Musk. Now it's Sailor, right? These are the saviors of Bitcoin, etc. So I feel like this is technology, this is innovation. At some point, yes, we will see. Um, I truly believe it is going to become, um, you know, the currency. I'm not saying like Bitcoin is gonna become the currency. Maybe it's XRP. We don't know. But what I'm saying is there is a mass adoption happening, happening. Innovation will always continue. But like these people, they're here for marketing. And then let, in the future, they're going to be here saying, we told you, we told you I'm the savior, etc." That's why I'm like, um, I'm taking all the information, digesting it. But at the end, it's all about building generational wealth. And that's why, you know, I take things uh, calmly, don't FOMO in. And I still want to focus on different technologies it's not just bitcoin this guy is only promoting bitcoin and avoiding all the beautiful technology utilities with other um cryptocurrencies for now maybe he is invested but he doesn't want to tell us because imagine if he was invested in xrp he wouldn't tell now because pe people hate xrp right and that, that would be like what the hell you're promoting bitcoin and you're also owning ethereum or xrp that doesn't make sense that's why we don't know what these whales are doing and he is certainly a whale and um, that's why, like, I'm I'm just waiting for for the day where we basically see everything. The truth comes out comes out. Don't hold your breath, Selman. But I did think you brought up a very interesting point, which was that Michael Saylor had a, had a basically a financial collapse. I think it was during the um, internet bubble where he lost eight billion dollars in one day. And I have a friend who works at very high end real estate in Miami, and there was a bunch of guys who are friends with Michael Saylor, personal friends, and they were all sitting around calling him an idiot. This is, I swear, this happened last week. A bunch of very rich guys are sitting around calling Michael Saylor an idiot, saying he's way too over-leveraged in Bitcoin. They were even attacking him on a personal level, saying he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. And we've seen this before. Do not trust this guy. But that doesn't sway my opinion because one of those people who was in that room 
and cover your ears if you're under 18 here. But one of the listeners in that room had actually invested in a cryptocurrency project called CUM Rocket and was advocating that project all over social media saying this is going to be one of the prominent reasons <laughs> that crypto is used going forward is going to be some of these, you know, um, I, I'm not sure if I want to go down that rabbit hole, but you guys understand what I'm saying. I'm sure, I'm sure Johnny Crypto is a comment, so I'll kick it to him. So first of all, you don't trust any of these elites, right? They're all WWE. They're all not out looking for your interest or mine. What you look to do is you look to see what they're doing, right? And that's what you want to be following. Now, obviously, you would have loved to have known that Sailor was buying BTC. At, I, I forgot his entry price, 22 or 30, whatever his entry price is. That's that's where you would have wanted to be doing what he was doing, right? If you're going to follow these guys. But just listening to what they say, No. The thing I like about Sailor is the way he mentally explains all the different assets you have the ability to invest in and how he breaks down the weaknesses for each one and why none of them are any good. That's what makes him brilliant and why I love Sailor. Um, but in terms of like, follow, you can't trust any of them. You saw, look what Elon did. He rugged everybody, right? Got everybody on the carpet into, into BZC and then yanked that son bitch. And he did the same thing with Doge. Uh, when it went up, you know, it peaked when he came on Saturday Night Live. So I agree with Selma. This is, I've been saying it for years. This is WWE. You don't believe any of these guys. You go out, you do your homework. You watch shows like this where we, not that we have inside information, but we tell you what we believe are real world solved cryptocurrencies that we think are the future that have a high, high upside. Some of them, the other ones we're telling you right now, you're going to be in them. They're going to go to freaking zero. Some of the ones I'm in are going to go to zero. I understand that already. Right, you're betting on a racehorse that hasn't happened yet, and you just need a few horses to come in and win the race. And you know what? So if you got a little extra money, pulling money into Bitcoin, Bitcoin's probably going to keep going up because if the elites decide to adopt it and they want it to be digital gold, guess what? It's going to be digital gold. And if they do, it's just going to keep going up and up because it's limited in supply. After we hit the 21 million, there's never going to be any more. You can have a bunch of billionaires fighting for it. And it's just going to keep driving the price up. That's what's going to happen at the end of the day. And then what's going to really happen is they're going to get it so high, stupid, dumb money. Retail is going to say, oh, now I wanted that a million dollars. And they're going to come in and buy little chunks of it, too. It's just silly, I think, what's going to happen. But I agree with, with Selma. Be careful. Don't, don't fall in love with any of these elite billionaires. They don't give a shit about you or me. But try to do what they're doing. Yeah, Johnny, and I think you're spot on there where you said that retail is going to be flooding in at the wrong time. What's going to happen is that Bitcoin's going to get back above to all-time highs. And let's say we're at 70,000, then everybody's going to be calling for 150,000. Then we'll get up to about 85K. Institutions will dump, retail comes in, and the cycle starts all over. We've seen it a thousand times before, and we'll probably see it a thousand times again. But I do want to hop into our next article, which is another Bitcoin article. We are smashing you guys with the Bitcoin content. So show us some love, smash that like button. And if you believe we're going to get to a $250,000 Bitcoin at any point, definitely smash that like button. Tim Draper still believes Bitcoin may hit 250,000. This is very interesting. Selman, I want to get comments from you because you brought up the FUD narrative. American investor Tim Draper has still convinced that the price of Bitcoin will eventually reach 250,000. He predicted that more women would start using Bitcoin and this would significantly expand the cryptocurrency's user base. All of a sudden, all the women in Bitcoin have wallets and they have been buying Bitcoin, said Draper. 51% of the wealth controlled in America is in the hands of women. So I do think that's very interesting. And the venture capitalists repeatedly predicted that the top of Bitcoin would be 250000 and that would take place in early 2023. In 2014, Draper purchased 30,000 Bitcoins, and he accurately predicted that the price would hit $10,000. 
by 2018. So before we dive into the NFT portion of this article, I'd love to get some comments from Selman. Do you think this is another FUD article just in the opposite direction? Instead of saying we're going to 10K, instead we're going to a quarter million. Um, I mean, there are many people on TV right now saying that Bitcoin will go to to new lows, like, uh, I mean, to tw- 20K, or some people even calling out for 8,000, right? Maybe it's going to happen in the long run. I mean, uh, when, like, if you check out the four-year cycle of Bitcoin up until now, it really worked fine. Uh, maybe it's going to happen end of this year. Um, but for now, all I can say is, you know, some people will call out for uh, new highs. Yes, they are going to become the new conspiracy theorists now because everybody believes it's going to go lower. And when when someone else comes out, goes, it comes out and says the opposite. He's a conspiracy theorist kind of thing, and he's stupid. But hey, I truly believe we're going to see 250,000. Um, not now, of course, but uh, someday we will see because of the supply, right? Which is li- locked and limited, 21 million only. And we're talking about if currently the, the uh, su- circulating supply is 19 million, as far as I know. And imagine I just calculated 250,000 would be 4.75 billion uh, trillion dollars. Uh, 4.75 billion dollars which is actually possible in the long run so within the next 10 years we could really see bitcoin at 250,000 if of course we we find buyers so yep the network has to be uh, really um fast enough to actually become you know that people can really use it as a currency because sailor was saying at the speed of life currently bitcoin is far away from that right and of course we need to really um Uh, solve the issues with the decentralization of Bitcoin, because if you own 51% of the miners, you can really kill the the blockchain. So that's why, you know, you need that many things. But like, yes, if still if there is still great utility for Bitcoin, why not? 250K is 100% possible. It's 100% possible. But what I did think was interesting is that in 2014, he predicted Bitcoin to be worth $10,000 by 2018. And now we have him predicting a $250,000 price target by early 2023. I want to bet all of my Shiba Inu on the planet that that does not happen. I think we're going to see many uptrends and many downtrends before we get to a quarter million. Sorry. Yep. A quarter million. But I'd love to hear from Andrew Cashflow here. Andrew Cashflow, what are some of your thoughts on what he had to say? He did accurately predict the price of Bitcoin before. Will it happen again? Um, will it happen again? I think so. Are you right, Epps? It goes up and down. I also think so. You know what I also think? This is all about social sentiment. It is. It is uh, just putting out information in the, in in on social media. And why this are an article about the, the women? It is also to prepare women to to get comfortable with with wallets and. But it is not about the public. It is about the institutions and and the big whales. They will drive the price up. And of course, if 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 the if the if if the, just the normal people will go in, the price will also go. But it's it's all about mindset. There, there are still a lot of people on this planet. They say Bitcoin, uh, crypto. Oh, nee, it's dangerous. So the more and more you get specific groups targeted, and then now in this case, it's women. Other cases, it's other people. It's to, to get you mentally prepared and ready to get in and to try it a little bit. You know, and that's good, and that's bad. Good because it will go up. Bad because you will get in at the wrong time, and that's why you need to listen to shows like this, 
to to make up your mind understand what you're doing and i mean if if, if the social sentiment is high what we already spoke earlier about most most uh, uh, consumer uh, uh, people will retail people will jump in and the, and, and you will be dumped by the by the institutions and, and vice versa so for everybody listening please be careful the more crypto is in the news and the higher it goes the more careful you have to be johnny crypto i'd love to get some quick comments from you we have our most important article of the day coming up next where we break down ethereum co-founder speaking on soul tokens so we're going to break down exactly what soul tokens are and how they're going to be implemented going forward but i do want to hear your thoughts on bitcoin johnny crypto You've got over 25 years of engineering and technology experience, and you always talk about how in your field, it's mostly male-dominated. So how do you feel about more women flooding into this market? You've privately brought up in conversations with me that you think that's going to be a huge catalyst for this thing going forward, and you were really excited about all the women taking advantage of this new technology. 100%. Let me tell you something. This already, women in crypto is already higher than typically in any standard uh, new technology. Typically in technology, the early adopters are men, and it's an overwhelming like 95% to 5. In crypto, believe it or not, right now, the demographics and the data shows 79% of men are in crypto. 21% are women. And crypto hasn't started yet. That's freaking huge. That's huge difference. That's 300% higher. So for some reason, <clears throat> women have decided... Crypto is something that they want to, that they're interested in, want to adopt early. Now I don't know why. In fact, we got a, we got a bunch of women listeners here. <clears throat> God, Jesus, hell, those are my throat. As our fans, I'd love to hear in the chat. You know, tell us why. You know, if you're women out there, tell us why you're into crypto. Tell us why you're attracted to it. I'd love to hear it. But the data is clearly showing it. And a couple articles I actually saw was there are actually women are actually pulling their men into it, right? Because now you have a, a, a high percent, 21% compared to like four or five. And now as the women get into it, you know, men, I mean, they just follow the wives and tell them what to do. Happy life is a happy, happy wife is a happy life, right? So if your wife's into it, you better freaking do it if you're a dude or you're going to have a hard time. So, um, but I'd love to hear from the women as to what attracted them to crypto. Why are they in it? But I totally agree that this is going to explode because you already have a larger number of both men and women in it. It's just going to continue to grow. Is 250 possible? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. But anybody could throw any number out there. I could say a million is possible when it hits a million 10 years ago. Hey, I claimed a million. So that's a bunch of bullshit. You never know. Anybody could throw any number out there. But because this is limited, I could see us getting into the six-digit numbers in the next three to five years. I'm not going to tell you what number, but I think it'll be six digits at some point. And so during the 2017 bull run, we had the total coin market cap get to up to 800 billion at its peak, right? So in 2017, peak of the market, all cryptocurrencies are worth 800 billion combined. Right now, five years later, we are just sitting at $1.2 trillion. This market has so much further to go. And I think a lot of women and men understand that. It's funny because you were asking, why are women here? And one of our one of our listeners, Kenton, said the same reason men are. And I think that that's a good point. Like, I think everyone just sees the advantage of this new technology. There's all this opportunity to not only build new software and new companies, but also make some money. Everybody loves money, right? Like Aaron just said, Aaron just said he's here for money too, but that's not the only reason we're here. We are here for freedom. If you are enjoying this content, show us some love, smash that like button, let the algorithm push this thing out to as many listeners as possible so we can continue bringing you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics on a daily basis. But we are gonna hop into our next article today, which is Ethereum's co-founder says they'll soon use 
soul bound tokens to verify things like school and employment all stored in soul wallets. So I think the apocalypse is here, Johnny Crypto. I think this is the beginning of Ready Player One, but we'll deep dive into this and get to that conversation later on. They're non-transferable NFTs, he said, could bolster people's social identities and fight claims. Colleges could issue their degrees using soulbound tokens and event organizers could verify a person's identity using this new technology. Vitalik Buterin wrote that Ethereum's future will center around an ecosystem called a decentralized society where a lot of these soulbound tokens are going to be the main emphasis going forward. Suppose universities start issuing degrees as soulbound tokens, making it more difficult for scammers to impersonate someone and easier for prospective employers to verify their history and training when considering new employees for hiring. But the real meat and bones of this article is that soulbound tokens could specifically help push Web3 forward by decreasing resilience on centralized, sorry, not resilience, reliance decreasing reliance on centralized companies and giving people more ownership of their digital identity. So Johnny Crypto, we do have another quote that we want to read down here. Actually, I'd love to start with Selman. Selman, what are your thoughts? You have a ton of experience in the NFT space. If there's anybody on this panel who could have seen this coming, I'm sure it would be you. But do you see this real world implementation of soulbound tokens coming anytime soon? Are we going to see Harvard issuing an NFT when you graduate instead of a degree? Well, that's a great question. Before I answer your question, please make sure you like this video, guys. Let's push it to a whole new level. Let's do it all together. And uh, well, this is this is basically what everybody was talking about, right? The last two years uh, about security tokenization and many things else like NFTs, right? But this is it. Soulbound tokens. This is going to revolutionize uh, the the way. Um, universities and, and you know businesses operated and now it's going to be on the blockchain this is the incentive that they want because you know this was always like the question what if he just you know moves it to another wallet claiming it's his wallet or her wallet and then all of a sudden it's actually you know they're trying to scam people but like imagine um, right now universities will be able I mean, not right now, but like you see the progress, like innovation is super fast in this space. Anything you've seen five months ago in this space, like already uh, has seen a, multiple evolutions. So yeah, in, in the new future, you'll see your university, your college also, um, you know, running on the blockchain and giving their students, of course, soul bound tokens. And this is, in my opinion, this is a great thing. This literally tells me, it gives both parties um actually the the guarantee that you know there is no risk involved people know what they're dealing with etc i think this is a great innovation and that that this one runs on ethereum first is great but you know uh, just because ethereum brought it first doesn't mean that it's going to be amazing there are multiple different blockchains as well that um will at some point offer the same service so you'll see that polkadot will do it right polkadot is amazing as well avax xrpl all of them so you see the whole world will use the soulbound token uh because you know it's innovation people want it people need it we want to avoid these scams and regulation will hit scammers won't have that much playground anymore that's why i'm a huge fan of that and uh yeah it will come any very soon what makes me a little bit concerned about reading something like this is I feel like it's a little ominous. It's a little like the beginning of the end here, but there is a quote that I want to read before we hear from Andrew Caswell and Johnny Crypto. It says, making more items in the crypto space soulbound can be one path toward an alternative where NFTs can represent much more of who you are 
and not just what you can afford. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts, Andrew Cashflow. No, well, well I'm, I, I've also uh, yeah, about 30 years uh, experience in, in engineering and in, uh, in technology. And what I'm curious about, how are we going to interconnect from a soulbound token? Normally you do it to a wallet, but now you have to interconnect to a person, a human being. So that can be uh, iris scan, it can be face recognition, fingerprint, whatever. But it also means that as soon as, for example, if it is face recognition and you do it on distance face recognition, which is already uh, applicable, for example, in China, all the data is now yeah, uh, connected to your face. So they know your diplomas, they know your uh, degrees, they know your, 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 your tickets. They know where you were. They were. They know if you are vaccinated. They know. They know. They know. They know. Where is the privacy here? So there is a huge challenge for engineering. How do we guarantee that there is a soulbound token, but also there is privacy? And I'm very curious how that will be. And I'm really looking forward to discussions about how, how to solve this issue. But that it is a excellent technology and to, to also to eliminate a lot of scams and 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 and, and other uh, yeah un, un, or illegal stuff that that yeah that's that's evident but and it, it's fascinating time that we that we are approaching and i do think it's one step closer to a social credit score you brought up something really interesting where's the privacy but that's what I'm talking about. We're moving into an environment where people seem to be willing to give away all of their personal information, all of their data, when it's the number one thing they should be protecting more than your currency. I really do believe you should be protecting your identity and what's being put on the blockchain. But we are moving to a society where we, we talk about this every day. Universal basic income is coming. Central bank digital currencies are coming and social credit scores are coming. And I think this is going to be one of the factors that plays into that. But Johnny Crypto, why don't you take us home here? So this is nothing more than the ultimate final kiss of death and control, form of control, right? So the use case makes sense, right? I get it that uh, a driver's, this is just the digitization of your driver's license, your medical records, your your uh, high school degree, diploma, and college diploma, right? It makes sense that those should be yours and they should not be sellable or trans, trans uh, transferable to anybody, right? Because my diploma is my diploma. My driver's license is my driver's license. If you NFTize it, it can be sold. But in this form where it can't, it's permanently mined. So that side of the use case makes sense. Where the double-edged sword comes in is exactly what Andrew said, is now nothing's privatized. They have control of everything. They see everything. And and it's, it's just been saying this all along. They have a plan. They're putting their plan in place. They build them like Legos, step by step, one block at a time. This is just another block in the piece of the pie. You know, to put all the pieces in place, cryptocurrency to control you with CBDCs, the social credit score, the soul bomb token, all these things are going to work together to enslave you and give them ultimate control over who we all are. And then the only thing you can do about it, unless if you have your own damn private island, which I haven't figured out how to do that yet, is you got to invest in these cryptocurrency technologies that are going to enslave us, right? So that you can get generational wealth off of them and kind of break the system. It's kind of a weird thing. Use the system to break the get rich off the get generational wealth off the system so you can break the system. So I'll leave it at that so we can close this thing under an hour. You're spot on, Johnny. What do we call ourselves? The uncommon one percent. All of our warriors out there, we're gonna close this thing out the same way we always do, but I wouldn't do so without thanking our guests first. Thank you, Selman G. Thank you, Andrew Caslow, and thank you, Johnny Crypto. 
Another amazing episode, and I look forward to many more with you guys. And it's like we always say, Warriors, rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us today. Let's go. And oh, by the way, this week, we got Showtime. Showtime, baby. I'm Wednesday. Showtime. Don't miss it. <laughs>